Welcome to School Scene. I'm your host, Dan Bridges, Naperville 203 Superintendent. More than 16,500 students grow, learn, and thrive in our 22 schools across Naperville, Bolingbrook, Lyle, and Woodridge. It is our goal to ensure each student receives a first-class education and graduates well-prepared for their next phase of life, whatever that may be. In this episode, we will look at how Naperville 203 is implementing a new diversity and inclusion program. Dr. Rakita Leakes joined us this school year as our new Executive Director of Diversity and Inclusion. In this segment, we'll learn more about Rakita and her role within the district. Welcome, Rakita. Thank you, Superintendent Bridges. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, it's great to have you. Why don't you tell us in, in the community a little bit about yourself, your background, and what brought you to this position? Perfect. So personally, I'm actually from Chicago, but I spent the latter part of my teens in the in a western suburban Chicago area. Um, so I have a little bit of experience in both urban and um, suburban areas. Uh, Professionally, I am an educator. I had the pleasure of working in a variety of aspects of the field of education, both in the school building as well as outside of the school building, but still within a context of serving K-12 schools. Um, I'm a former middle school classroom teacher, also served as an assistant principal of an elementary school in New York City. Um, I spent a little bit of time in DC working, um, doing some consulting work for the US Department of Education. Um, I also, um, have 11 years of experience in human resources for two large urban school districts, uh, or more specifically New York City Department of Education, um, as well as Charlotte-Mecklenburg schools. And um, what actually brought me to this work um, is honestly just the, the, the mixture of my personal and professional um, experiences. It certainly gave me a heightened awareness of the inequities that unfortunately exist um, in schools throughout the United States, regardless of school setting. So um, there are challenges that we all face in suburban, urban, and rural areas. And by me having that experience working in a variety of aspects of education, I. I had the, the luck, <laughs> the fortune to be able to, to see that firsthand. Um, and so that's what really made me interested in doing this work as an educator. You know, you're really passionate about like growing students, getting them to learn and do more. And when you see that that's not consistently happening um, in a variety of contexts, it makes you think differently about, okay, well, what should we be, we be doing differently to better serve the needs of all these different types of students? And also another thing that brought me to this work is that, you know, the United States is becoming increasingly more and more racially and ethnically diverse, which is also reflected right here in District 203. Um, our student population is represented about 63% white students, 17% Asian, 11% Hispanic or Latinx, 5% black African American, and 4% of students who identify as multiracial. Um, and so, you know, to really know and see that, like, okay, we are a diverse district, and so how are we serving all of those different student groups and student populations? And we do have some, some tough challenges and realities that we must face is that not everyone is experiencing the district in the same way. So I'm really excited to be here to serve all of those different student populations as well as our staff. Well, your excitement is just contagious. We appreciate you being here and your vast you. background has just been nothing but an asset to the school district already and to this community. Thank you. When you think about your role and the work that uh, you see ahead of you, 
What are some early goals that you have? What are some things you hope to achieve early in this position? So, of course, I have some big lofty goals that will take a while to get done. Um, you know, ultimately, what I hope is that as a district, we get to a point where diversity is really not thought of something separate, but it is just woven into the fabric of who we are mm -hmm. and what we do. Um, and, and that will be seen in our outcomes as far as, like, how students are learning and growing and how um, our community stakeholders, as well as our students, are actually experiencing the district. So that's kind of the long-term um, aspiration that I have. More short-term, I really hope to work with some of our departments, such as, for example, our Human Resources Department, to ensure that we have a diverse workforce that's much more reflective of the student population that we serve, and also working with our learning services team to ensure that our curriculum is culturally responsive of the diverse backgrounds and needs of our students. Right. So you're about halfway through your first school year and your first year here in Naples. What are some things you've done so far? What's some of the work that uh, you've undertaken uh, to lead the district in this look at diversity and inclusion? Yeah, so um, within my short tenure here so far, um, I have really hit the ground running. I um, started out um, my work here uh, doing what I call the listening and learning tour. I think it's really important to not only look at data, data is actually very critical and you do need that, but not to look at that in isolation um, uh, in regards to making decisions about what we need to do and how we need to grow, but also to get out and hear directly from the people, learn about how they're experiencing the district, really put context to why the numbers are to the way that they are as far as learning outcomes in particular. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, so really learning, hearing directly from people, and learning from them, um, and, and that using that information to make informed decisions about you know what we should do next and how we can grow and move forward. What do you perceive to be some of the greatest successes in Naperville in regard to diversity and inclusion, some of the strengths perhaps that uh, you see so far in the school district? Yeah, there are a lot of things to celebrate in this school district. First and foremost, that we have a diversity advisory committee that's been in existence for a while. Um, and just having that committee in and of itself shows the, the commitment that the district has as far as getting input from the community members and other stakeholder groups um, regarding how we can do better. Um, and the, it is a very diverse group of people representing a diverse group of perspectives and experiences. So I think that's one um, area of celebration. Another is the creation of my position. I mean, again, that shows some commitment. So those two things, um, you know, combined lets us know that, you know, we are really thinking seriously about this and we, we see that there is a need for it and we really want to properly serve all students. So I think those are two great things. We also have a very committed faculty and staff and can't laud them enough. <laughs> it's indicative of the mm -hmm. fact that we are an award-winning, high-performing school district. They are doing a lot of great work, and I've had the pleasure of working with some of them, um, you know, on the onset to just start thinking about mm -hmm. diversity, and they have been very open and willing to learn new things and learn new approaches about how to reach um, students that, unfortunately, we hadn't been able to reach in the past. Well, we do have a number of successes, a number of things for which we are proud. As you mentioned, one of our, our greatest sources of pride right now is just the creation of this position. Mm -hmm. But as a district committed to a continuous improvement and trying to get better, what do you see as some of the areas of greatest improvement that, that we need to try to address? So we do have an achievement gap between low-income students and students from more um, middle-class, mm -hmm. upper-middle-class backgrounds. And that's something that we really need to be honest with ourselves about and really look to see why does that achievement gap exist. And not just look at you know what students can be doing differently, but also look at what we could be doing differently um, in order to change the tide on that. And we also have an achievement gap between Hispanic and, and black students and white and Asian students. 
So those are some areas of growth for us that we really need to think deeply about um, and, 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 and make some changes for. Great. So you'd reference the Diversity Advisory Committee. Tell the community a little bit more about that group. Who makes up that group? What role do they play? And, and what are mm -hmm. some of the things that you've done with that committee so far this year? Great question. So the committee is comprised of um, at least one representative from every school, mm -hmm. a staff person. It could be a teacher or a counselor or some other uh, staff person at the school. And then we have um, at least one parent or community stakeholder representative from each school as well. And so, um, and principals um, as in, in with their their staff they make decisions about who that person should be but right now um, I could say that our school leaders have done a great job in making sure that we have diverse representation on the diversity advisory committee um, there we have Asian black white people who speak multiple languages just a variety of racial and ethnic backgrounds as well as perspectives that people um, bring to the committee so that's how it's comprised right as you'd indicated we are blessed to be in a very high achieving school district but that's when we look at the student body the student performance overall but gaps uh, exist within certain groups of students mm -hmm. would you tell the the community really what an achievement gap is and why it's so important for us to really focus mm -hmm. on trying to close those gaps so when you look at um, high stakes exams um, specifically like uh, what we have here in Illinois the students are tested to assess their reading proficiency levels or math skill proficiency levels um, unfortunately their um, exist a gap regarding that proficiency between black students and Hispanic students and white and Asian students. So those students are performing at a much higher rate than um, black and Hispanic students are performing. So that's what, when we define gap, it's usually in terms of those high states testing exams that the state um, administers. Great. And why is it so important that we address those? Because we want to ensure that our, all students have access to a high quality education because you, we know that ultimately that impacts life outcomes. Right. And we want to be sure that um, you know all students are prepared to be successful in life, be that in college or in um, careers that they might start immediately after school, um, after high school or not. So that's Great. why it's important. So opportunity for personal reflection. You look back at this uh, last half of a year. Mm -hmm. What's a personal success for you in this position as you look back on your first six months what are you most proud of uh, from that time I think I'm really most proud of just getting the conversation started you know um, a lot of times you know we try to create situations or environments where we think it has to be the perfect conditions before we start having conversations and now we've gotten to a point where we're not waiting on some certain set of circumstances to start having the conversation we're going in we're having those difficult you know conversations and as I said before that fortunately that our, our 203 staff has been very receptive to like hear that information as well as to talk about it so I think that's my biggest point of cele celebration so far Great. And so you think about the future, both short term and longer term. What are some goals you have in this position over the remainder of the 2018-19 school year? And then what are some things that you see as kind of a phase two or next steps for this position in Fort Naperville 203? So right now, one of the things I'm working on um, is the planning. Oh, there are two things I'm working on and they're both in the planning stages that I hope by the end of this year we will have that 
figured out and sorted out. Um, first would be um, really thinking deeply about a district-wide implicit bias training. So I'm working with our learning services team and our HR team to think about like how that might be. Um, another is to take a, a look at our current curriculum, doing like a curriculum audit to see um, where are those opportunities for us to be more culturally responsive. Um, so the planning stages for those, and then hopefully in a phase two, we'll go move from planning to implementation of the training for implicit bias, um, as well as um, you know possibly identifying some ways to improve our curriculum so that it's more culturally responsive. Very quickly, at the end of this school year, you look back on your first school year here, what's one thing you look to to measure success for yourself? So one thing to measure myself for success, I think, you know, um, when you walk into a building, I know this might not be a hard point data point, <laughs> but where, you know, there are parents from a variety of backgrounds who are in the schools, they feel welcome, they feel like expected and ready to be there. And our students all, you know, feel like that this is a place for everyone. And I, I hope that by the end, at least by the end of this year, that we can get to that point. Those are great goals. Thank, Thank you. you. Up next, three of our teachers who are teaching the new Career 203 equity courses offered by Naperville 203. Welcome back. I'm now joined by Stephanie Aspen, a learning support coach at Kennedy Junior High School, Rob Hunt, language arts teacher at Lincoln Junior High School, and Jackie Fabian, an English One teacher at Naperville North High School. And it's my understanding that all three of you taught one of our Career 203 Equity courses. So I look forward to hearing a little bit more about those courses. And why don't we begin by, tell me a little bit about the course you taught, what were some of the primary objectives, and uh, really kind of a little bit more about each of the courses. I'll go ahead and start. Um, so I taught the reality of diversity in our classrooms and the first thing that I wanted to do for the participants was ensure that they um, you know, had a basic foundation of different terminology related to diversity, um, talking about cultural responsiveness, um, and then we delved into different practices that um, would best be served in the classroom to meet the needs of all of our learners. Great. Um, so I taught a course about creating a safe, welcoming, and inclusive school environment for LGBTQ plus students. And the primary goal there was just to have teachers be thinking about how to create a more welcoming environment. Mm -hmm. And also, um, I actually co-taught the class with my son, who is a transgender advocate. So that was a neat opportunity for us to to, to do that. So. What a cool opportunity. Great. Yeah. Stephanie? Nice. Uh, the course I taught was on implicit biases and for teachers to recognize those implicit biases that we carry in order to improve our teaching practices for the students of color that are in our classrooms. And my main objective was for students to feel obviously welcomed, honored, and valued by their teachers understanding a little bit about a racialized society that we live in. Well, thank you for each of you for your leadership in, in our school district here and helping we, us as a community really understand the importance of inclusion and recognizing the diversity that exists within our schools. Yeah. Um, you talked a little bit about the outcomes you hope to get, mm -hmm. but I want you to talk a little bit, and Rob, maybe we'll start with you because of your unique teaching partner. Yeah. Uh, you know, what motivated you or what, what was your inspiration for wanting to get involved in diversity and inclusion and teaching these courses? Oh, that's, that's a great question, yeah. And uh, he has actually came out as trans several years ago, so it was one of those things where, you know, if you would have asked me five years ago, do I know how to create an inclusive environment for an LGBTQ plus student, I would have said, oh yeah, absolutely. 
And then the more and more I learned about it, the more I realized I didn't know anything and mm. still don't consider myself an expert. So I definitely enlisted the help of an expert when I was awesome. thinking about yeah. teaching this class. And he's uh, presented at the local and also the national level on this topic to teachers, to educators specifically. Um, so definitely my learning about the topic through him um, got me interested mm. in bringing that to other teachers. And I would have a lot of teachers in my building come to me and say, okay, so we have this student who is, is trans and is asking to be use these pronouns and this name and what do I do? And mm -hmm. my answer was always respect that. You know, but they, there was just such a thirst for knowledge. I thought, oh, this would be a great opportunity to bring that knowledge to anyone who wanted to join the class. Gosh, that's exciting. Thanks. Nice. Very cool. My uh, motivation came sort of selfishly, actually. Um, I was participating in a lot of race conversations and how do we address race in our schools and all these other learning communities, but I felt like I wasn't seeing that same uh, conversation happen within Naperville school districts, and so I was yearning for it. Um, so selfishly, I was wanting to participate with my colleagues and see what we could do here at Naperville, so that's why I decided to start the class. Although I will say I was a little hesitant at first because I was almost waiting for an educator of color to take the lead on this. Mm -hmm. And um, <laughs> it was when I realized as I was um, that it's not just the burden of our educators of color to be educating their white colleagues on white privilege and stereotypes and implicit biases in the classroom. This is really a job for all of our teachers, mm -hmm. right? All of us need to be doing this and all of us are responsible for creating welcoming, warming, inclusive environments when, in our classrooms. Okay. So I went ahead and created the course. That's great. Jackie, what was your motivation? And, um, you know, as an educator of color, I was kind of at the forefront in my own educational experiences, um, you know, as far as teachers not really recognizing my culture and my background and whatnot when I was a student. Um, and so I, I always yearned to talk about my culture and talk mm -hmm. about, you know, the fact that at home, you know, family members spoke Spanish and um, you know and then when I when I worked at Bolingbrook High School um, I was surrounded by all of this diversity and learned you know a lot of best practices and things like that and so when I came to Naperville I wanted to bring a lot of that learning and experience to um, to the teachers in this community and it's been really awesome the the overwhelming positive response that mm -hmm. you know I've received um, and how much teachers want to learn about reaching students of all backgrounds and having conversations about racial literacy and having conversations about you know um, how far our education system has come as far as di uh, diversity is concerned but also how far we still have to go. Mm -hmm. So um, so it's been really awesome to have those conversations. So I'm grateful for each of your leadership and just inspired by Thanks. what motivates you. And it's really kind of neat to hear some of what drove you to this was just your own learning and mm -hmm. your own yes. thirst for getting getting better at what you do and getting better in our classrooms. And you think about the courses you teach and you can think about your particular course or just equity, diversity and inclusion courses in general. What What's important for participants to take from the course? What do you hope they walk away with when they leave your course and go back into their own classrooms? 
What I really loved about the, the final thing that my participants did was they had to target three specific students who they wanted to um, you know, really work on those particular relationships with. Um, and so students or t participants acknowledged, you know, this is why I want to work with this specific student. And then they talked about what practices they used from the course itself to um, reach that student, have a better relationship. Because my, my class was really, the foundation of it was building those relationships with mm. those students. Because that's the number one thing, you know, mm -hmm. um, to have a positive educational experience. Okay. <clears throat> I thought it was important just to build in those protective factors in the classroom for the LGBTQ plus students because especially at a junior high, I teach sixth grade, a junior high, a lot of them aren't out yet. They don't, mm. they may themselves not know yeah. if they're trans or gay mm -hmm. or questioning or queer. They, they're probably confused. They're not sure what's going on at that point, but they haven't figured that out yet, a lot of them. So to provide that protective factor for anyone in that situation is going to help everyone. I, I, I really like the idea of, of kind of targeting three specific mm -hmm. students and there are mm -hmm. students who are out in junior high and to be able to think of them as people are implementing this. I like that idea, but I also want people to think about the students who aren't, um, yeah. you know, and for my course, the students who aren't identified yet. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. Great yeah, similar to Jackie, um, one of the final projects for the participants in my class um, created a racial equity plan. So they were thinking about their role in the district and we had teachers, we had administrators, and thinking about what they could do in order to create a more equitable environment within their role. And uh, so that was definitely one objective and, and something I wanted them to walk away with. Um, but ultimately, I wanted my participants to understand that we live in a very white, community in a white district and I believe um, last time I checked our Illinois State Board of Education there was about 90% of our teachers in the district are white mm -hmm. while 40% of our students <laughs> are a student of color and so that discrepancy right there we know that some of our practices unintentionally advantage our white students mm -hmm. and so I just want to make sure our participants were aware of that from um, all the way from our curriculum to our resources that we use you know to the way that we're instructing and then of course to our implicit biases that we may carry when we have students of color in our class so mm -hmm. um, you know the goal is to co combat those and it really begins with self-awareness so just yeah. um, that was really what I was got going for is being aware and once once we're aware and I don't actually don't think we ever get to a point where we're totally aware and we're like okay here we are but it's more of well, a learning I think journey. For our educators who have been in this community for a longer period mm -hmm. of time we, I've talked often about the significant change we've made in our yeah. student demographic yes. from the year 2000 when about 85 percent of our student population was Caucasian mm -hmm. to today about 63 percent mm -hmm. that's that's a significant mm -hmm. shift Absolutely. for a community yeah. so I, uh, how about feedback what have you heard from participants in your courses or others who maybe have heard about your course and, and how has that guided you to think about the future mm. uh, informally and formally the feedback has all been very positive and that we mm -hmm. want more learning so the mm -hmm. teachers are Jackie Rob you both talked about this they are hungry for um, learning more about how we can best meet the needs of all of our students in the classroom um, I don't know what about you yeah, um, it's kind of the exact same thing. I, I liked what you said about being self-aware. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the participants in my course, like the very first assignment, um, I had them look at the school data, um, and then their school, uh, their the district data, and then their school data, and mm -hmm. they were very um, surprised to really see all the numbers and the diversity in their building that they probably didn't realize at first. And so, 
they want those opportunities. They want to um, have these conversations. Mm -hmm. And so it's been really great to see um, just how positive um, people have, have been about yeah. these specific topics and not being afraid to talk about the topics yeah. either, which has been really great. Yeah. Yeah. I've had two main requests, one for a class 2.0. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And another one just, you know, encouraging their colleagues and uh, co-workers to, to take the class. Mm -hmm. And I like how all three of our classes really get into the same topic and, and it mm -hmm. would be nice to almost run them together and, and um, talk about that intersectionality. So with, yes. with LGBTQ students, uh, especially transgender students, they are some of our most at risk mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. suicide, for homelessness, for yes. physical and sexual violence, things like that. And once you start getting into that intersectionality part where um, a, a trans woman of color is, you know, incrementally more at risk of certain things. Mm -hmm. So it's it's all interconnected. Yeah. Too. Yeah. yeah, Jackie, you mentioned earlier, I think the idea of relationships and, and working yes. with staff to understand the importance of getting to yes. know your students and build those relationships just to understand the needs that those students may have. Mm -hmm. um, opportunity to be reflective. You look back at teaching this course, what's something you learned about yourself as an educator while teaching this course? Mm. Yeah, it was really funny. I, um, I really started to reflect on just how I go about building relationships with students and I was pulling all of these ideas from different sources and also from my own teaching practices and I remembered things that I had done in the past that I hadn't done in a really long time and so I started going back to those particular practices this year. Uh, one of the things that I learned from teaching this course, uh, this was the first time I've ever taught a course, is obviously how much more I have to learn about being an anti-racist teacher. There's just so much out there and I'm continually revising my thinking and it was so beneficial for me to be able to have a group of colleagues to talk through um, these practices and to talk through some of the parts that I'm not sure about. So what I learned is that I have a lot more still to learn. Um, in fact, recently on Twitter I just saw um, someone post that if our anti-racist work is trying to help white teachers understand um, anti-racist work, that's actually white supremacy because we're centering white teachers instead of centering the students in our classroom. And that yeah. is the whole purpose of anti-racist education is to make sure that we are honoring, sustaining their literacies. So again, there's just so much to learn. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Stephanie. Rob? That's interesting, yeah. Um, I, I learned that the, as much as you think you know, there's always so Absolutely. much more that you yeah. can know. Yeah. Um, I also learned that um, I raised a pretty cool kid. <laughs> I mean, that, that really was amazing to see him in front That's of a cool. class That's of awesome. 25 adults just... Well, maybe yeah. for another episode, we'll hear his feedback yeah. on your instruction. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Thanks, Stephanie, Rob, and Jackie, for all that you do to support our students. I'd like to thank all of our guests for joining us on this episode of School Scene and for providing a more detailed look at Naperville 203's diversity and inclusion initiatives.